0: Good morning, everybody, and a very warm welcome to our service of worship here at Kirkpatrick Memorial. So, yeah, we're, we're back on the sofas again, I'm afraid, um, but well done, everybody, for making your way here this morning. For would-be saints and sinners, for the searching and the sorrowful, for the suffering and the scarred, you have all found yourself uh, in the right place this morning we've been thinking about Abraham on these Sunday mornings, how God called him and how God made him a special promise, a covenant. Um, And he made that not just with Abraham, but for his descendants, the generations who would follow. Well, Isaiah brought God's words to some of those descendants at a time when they were exiled, when they felt that the rug of life had really been pulled out from under their feet. And perhaps holding on to this covenant, well, by their very fingertips. Here's what he said. Heavens, raise the roof. Earth, wake the dead. Mountains, send up cheers. God has comforted his people. He has tenderly nursed his beaten up, beaten down people. But Zion said, I don't get it. God has left me. My master's forgotten that I even exist. What can a mother forget the infant at her breast? Walk away from the baby that she bore? But even if mothers forget, I will never forget you, never. Look, I have written your names on the back of my hands. Maybe this morning you're feeling a bit beaten up and beaten down like you've had the rug of life pulled from under your feet. And maybe we feel like we're holding on to these promises by our very fingertips. Well, I encourage you in this moment to look up and to reclaim some heavenly perspective. Remember this God who writes your name on the back of his hands. Remember what he did, Emmanuel, God with us. These words from John's Gospel. The life light was the real thing. Every person entering life, he brings into light. He was in the world. The world was there through him. And yet the world didn't even notice. He came to some people, but they didn't want him. But whoever did want him, who believed he was, who he said he was, and would do what he said, he made to be their true selves, their child of God selves. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one of a kind glory. Emmanuel, God with us, come, rejoice. For our prayers this morning, we are going to borrow the words of Zachariah, the father of John the Baptist, caught up in that moment of joy and exuberance at the birth of his new son, as he realises that his family are somehow going to be involved in this wonderful mystery of God coming down to be with his people. So I will read the lines in black, and if you at home can read the lines in purple. Uh, and we'll give this a go together. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has come to set the chosen people free. The The Lord Lord has raised raised up for us a a mighty Saviour from from the house house of David. David. Through the holy prophets, God promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to to show mercy to our our forebears. and to remember remember the Holy Holy Covenant. Covenant. This was the oath God swore to our father Abraham, to to set set us free free from the hands of our enemies, enemies, free free to worship worship without fear, holy and righteous in in the Lord's sight all the the days days of our life. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way. To give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us,
1: to shine on those who dwell in the darkness and the shadow of death,
0: and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Amen.
1: Darkness is a bit of a theme in in this service. Uh, While it's been a pity not to be hosting a face-to-face gathering this morning, it has been great uh, to be able to meet like this online. Thanks to Dan for leading us so well. Uh, We're hopeful that we'll be able to return to -to face-to-face gatherings on Sunday the 13th of December. Uh, But I'd encourage you to keep an eye on the emails over the next couple of weeks Uh, just for confirmation of any future gatherings. Uh, We're making plans at the moment for Christmas services. Uh, It's quite challenging to plan in the current climate, but what we're hoping to do is to host a number of carol services on uh, the 20th of December and then Christmas Day services as well. But again, I'd encourage you just to keep an eye out for any emails and updates to to see if those plans are able to be confirmed. In times of deep darkness, uh, light shines all the more brightly. In the midst of despair, people become hungry for hope. Uh, This message of Advent, this hunger for hope, seems particularly relevant in 2020. Uh, So I'd encourage you to join us, if you can, this evening at our Zoom Advent Gathering. The link has gone out in the email the last couple of weeks. If you get a chance, please go on there and register beforehand to, to let us know that you're planning to come. The, the other things you could see in the email that went out on Friday, it'd be worth a look. You, you could see there's a request or an opportunity to request help from the Freezer Ministry if you want to. There's an opportunity to give to the United Appeal. What we've done in our latest update is we've told you what our target is, what we're supposed to give, and we've told you how much we've given so far. You'll see that there's a significant shortfall. uh, So maybe you'd take a chance to to think about whether you can contribute to the United Appeal. Uh, There's an opportunity to join a Zoom discussion uh, called Giving to the Poor. uh, And that's on Tuesday evening. That's all in the email. Um, we have information there about giving to Belfast City Mission. Uh, because we don't have our, our normal church services, it's going to be a little bit harder to drop off any gifts that you want to bring. So revi- we've revised the, the drop-off times there in the email there, so have a look. Uh, and then there are opportunities to, to give to Storehouse uh, throughout the, the month of December. We've updated what our church will be giving in the month of December. That's all in the email, so please do have a look there. Thank you.
2: Good morning. I hope you're doing well. My name is Gareth Irwin and I'm the clerk of session in Kirkpatrick. That means that I'm the secretary to the elders or the church leaders that you have elected over the past few years. Over the last few weeks, Christoph has been letting us know that he has received a call from Hamilton Road Presbyterian Church in Bangor. I can tell you now that that has all been processed by the R's in East Belfast Presbyteries and he anticipates taking up that charge in early January. No doubt, like me, you will have had mixed emotions when you heard that news, but we wish the Abinghouses all the best as they seek to serve God in this new call on their lives and we will take some time in the future to celebrate all that God has done through them in our congregation over the last few years. As we will be declared vacant in early January, the East Belfast Presbytery has appointed a vacancy convener to help guide us through the vacancy process. We heard this week that our convener is going to be Robert Beggs, the Minister of McQuiston Memorial on the Castle Ray Road, and we look forward to working with him over the next few months. With that in mind, can I ask you to do three things? Can I encourage you to pray? I'd love you to pray for the Ebbing Houses as they move to Bangor. Pray for each of us in this congregation as we face this unsettling time together and pray for us in leadership who need God's help more than ever to navigate this period wisely and to make good decisions. Can I also encourage you to talk talk to one another through and us through this process? As the ongoing work of the church community continues, don't hesitate to contact Lila in the church office, your elder in your discipleship group or district, And if you want to contact Session, please use the email address session at kirkpatrickmemorial.org. We would love to hear from you. Finally, can I encourage you to hope? We firmly believe as a church leadership that God has more good things that he wants to do with us, his people, in Valley Hackamore. And there are more lives that he wants to transform in this community for his glory. So keep asking God to show us what he has in store for us in Kirkpatrick. Thanks for your time, take care, and hopefully I'll see you soon. Goodbye.
0: The sun will no more be your light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you. For the Lord will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set again and your moon will wane no more. The Lord will be your everlasting light and your days of sorrow will end. Father, we thank you for your word, the comfort, the hope, the strength that we can draw from it. And yet, Father, these words, it feels like we're not quite there yet. Caught in this in-between time, we long for more of your redeeming love, peace, and the presence of Jesus, more light. Father, we lay before you our homes and loved ones, tight finances and fragile jobs, the lonely and the isolating, the downcast and the anxious, all of our fears. Thank you that you came so that when we find ourselves in the heat of the furnace, there is another that stands in the fire with us. When we feel adrift on the waves, there is another on the water with us, holding back the storm. Father, we lay before you our carers and nurses, doctors and all those who find themselves on a front line, for our nursing homes and hospitals, for those stretched and strained and feeling wrung out, for our teachers and schools, our children and students, those living through such uncertainty, unsettled and unsure for our politicians and leaders, those who bear the heavy weight of responsibility, making the decisions for all of us. Thank you that you came, so that when we find ourselves in the heat of the furnace, there is another standing in the fire with us. And when we find ourselves adrift on the waves, there is another on the water holding back the storm light of the world, light us up, open our hearts to our brothers and sisters, open our eyes and release our hands so that we can see where we may shine your light to bring your love, your grace and peace. Jesus, you descended into the mire of our world so that we could be raised up. Teach us to descend that we too might lift up the heads of those around us. Amen. There is a light that shines in the darkness. His name is Jesus. There is a light that shines in the darkness. His name is Jesus. There is a light that shines in the darkness. His name is Jesus. He is the light of the world. May you know him with you in every moment and every step of this coming week. Amen.
3: 2020 will be remembered in history as the year of the coronavirus pandemic. As I speak to you today, there have been an estimated 50 million cases of this disease, and well over a million people have lost their lives as a direct result of infection. The effect on the economies of the more fragile and low-income nations of the world is multiplied. Healthcare systems have fallen apart under unbearable pressure and tens of millions of daily wage earners have simply lost their jobs and we have witnessed the vulnerability of 65 million refugees and internally displaced people for whom home is currently a densely populated camp or detention centre. COVID-19 has been wreaking havoc and undoing decades of development work in so many parts of the world. Today, therefore, I am launching a moderator's appeal towards the ongoing and broad-ranging COVID-19 emergency relief effort. I'm taking this opportunity to encourage our church members to respond as generously as they have on many previous occasions. Any funds donated to this appeal will be distributed between PCI's Relief and Development Partners, Christian Aid and Tear Fund who are already engaged in longer-term sustainable development work, amongst those most affected by COVID-19, and they are well placed to direct additional efforts to combat the crisis. In addition, we will donate to PCI's partner churches in South Sudan, Malawi, Indonesia, Nepal, Lebanon, Syria and Romania. There is much more detailed information about all of this on the PCI website, which I encourage you to look at. And this includes the ways in which your gifts can be contributed. Now, of course, COVID-19 has had a major impact here at home on the island of Ireland. And I know at first hand the unprecedented demands already placed on our congregations. Yet I believe Presbyterians will value this opportunity to respond as we approach Christmas and New Year together. We are a people who have been shaped over the years by faithful prayer, deep compassion and practical concern for those in need, as well as sacrificial giving when faced by emergencies which come before us. So, I have no hesitation in commanding this appeal to your prayerful response and encouraging you to play your part in saving lives and restoring hope to people
0: in the worst affected countries of the world. Thank you. We are very excited to be starting Rooted Bible Study in January.
4: Since September, a few of us have been reading Jen Wilkin, Woman of the Word, to help us with our confidence in reading the Bible. And we have absolutely loved it.
5: Before I read Woman of the Word,
4: I would find myself skimming through a Bible passage, maybe being left with a few surface level questions, always waiting to hear from someone else about what it all meant. You know, I thought I was contented with my dipping in and out of daily devotionals. and really that was just skimming the surface. I knew I was supposed to be studying, but I didn't really know how to, where to start or what to do. I think probably, and I'm ashamed to say this, that I didn't love the Bible as I should have before I started engaging in this
5: deeper level level of um, Bible study. This book gives some really good tools or a toolbox at which you can think about how to apply the Bible, especially uh, Old Testament truths, but even New Testament truths, trying to understand just what it's all about. Jen Wilkins'
4: book, Women of the Word, has completely changed my whole approach to how I study the Bible and read God's Word. It has given me the tools I need to sit down and delve deeper into His Word, and it has completely changed how I study the Bible now. Starting point is that we're called to love the Lord our God with all our heart and all our mind, and I think, yeah, definitely in 37 years, I've got to the first part of that, and the heart bit was there, um, but I think I had stopped at the mind bit, I thought that my mind was, well, when I was in school it was engaged with that, when I was in uni it was engaged with that, and um, that
5: type of study and learning. This book really helps us to think about how to apply the Bible in real time, but in order to apply the Bible and its truth in real time, we have to understand how to really uh, know what the passage is about. For example, historical context, what it meant to the people of the day, and by understanding, for example, what it meant to the people of the day, it will help us to apply it to, to today's real world. It's helped me to realise that
4: Bible is a book about God and not about me, and it's removed that stolen fear of being like, I don't know what to do or where to start. Those excuses like not having the time, oh, well, sure, I'm not wise enough. How can I interpret this? And um, now, actually, I love to take the time to do it, and um, it's some of the most enjoyable parts of my week. I would definitely recommend women in Kirkpatrick to read this book. It's a very easy book to read, it sets out a lot of very useful tools. And for me, it has transformed how I read my Bible. It helps keep your focus on God as you work through and seek to learn and understand God's Word for yourself.
5: We have really, really enjoyed it. Um, so I trust that you will take up this book and use it, and it will be beneficial to you as well.
4: We are living in just uncertain times. There's so much that's unstable and changing all the time and the fact that we can come to God's word that is never changing, the one thing that we can rely on in this world, then there's no better time to start doing this.
1: Kirkpatrick has reserved 40 copies of Women of the Word from the Bookwell on the Belmont Road and they've kindly given us a 20% discount. As you know, they've had to close their doors for this new lockdown, but we got in there just in time. So if you'd like to um, get a copy for yourself or maybe for someone else, perhaps for Christmas, um, email us at this address.